A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob DiPietro, the dead pull hitter, coming at you with a little little look into next week for two-star pitchers that will be um, available in the main event and online championship in the NFBC, which is the main event 15-team leagues, online championship 12-team leagues, 30-man roster, 23-start, 7-man bench, no trading, no ILs. So that's what we're looking at. I have Michael Simeone, SP Streamer, Ryan Venancio. We will be just looking at some guys who are um, widely available, somewhat available, available everywhere, and whether you should look into starting them um, after you pick them up or whether they're even worth uh, a shot at adding at all. So um, check it out. It's a quick little blast. Um, we don't highlight like every double start pitcher. We just highlight the ones that might be available in those leagues, and if it's worth it or not to pick them up and use them. So, all right, enjoy. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob D, the Dead Pull Hitter. I'm here with Michael Simeone and Ryan Venancio. Fellas, how are you? And thank you for joining me tonight. I'm good. What's going on? How much? Right. I know. Uh, I know you, you know, you got basketball later, but we're going to get you out of here in a decent time. You know, um, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm pretty jealous that you're going to go play basketball, Mike, which, uh, what are you looking at tonight? I'm guessing like a 13, seven and four line. Four <laughs> I could never tell you any of my lines. ever. Uh, all right. Pay all right. Attention. Definitely a, a good amount of rebounds. I'll say that. You're a rebounding guy. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like D Rodman type. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Right. Ryan, what's up, man? How are you tonight? What's going on? I'm great. It's got a new mattress. Feeling good. Woo! That's a that's a good that's a good day. You know your your sleep's gonna get better. Your life will will change for sure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> First time on the Pull Hero Pod. You know, I know we've been trying to get up, and so it's a it's a good day. It's a good day, Ryan. Good day for sure. Um. How are you guys' fantasy teams doing? I know everyone's like overreacting, underreacting. Um, I tend to say that it's not either over or underreacting. It's just a natural reaction, you know? For me, it's like I'm just reacting yeah. naturally, you know? Like, you know, we, we could hyperanalyze a lot of things, but, you know, um, I feel really good about some teams, and I look at some teams that I've drafted. I think right after I took, like, the two months off that I was, like, really busy with family stuff. And when I came back, I look at those first two drafts and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> uh, I, I like, com- like did a hard stop on baseball and, and it's just, it's evident in the teams I drafted. I'm just, I have zero like depth anywhere. Oh, it's just so, it's so miserable looking at that team. So instead of saying to myself, like, don't look at that team. I constantly look at that team. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that something that you guys do? Like, you, is there a bad team and you're just always wondering why it's doing so bad? Yeah, I mean, um, I came on here with you early because one of my OCs is like bottom – like bottom 20 overall right now um and it's like it's like actually upsetting me because i liked the team and i still look at it and be like there's no way this team is that bad um but yeah it's early it's hard not to react i definitely do but luckily all my other leagues and all my other teams i think are good and will definitely compete so i have to be happy about that awesome and there's still plenty of time to grind away and move up in the standings for sure Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but I really don't look at the standings for any of my teams this early. Like I, I try not at, to. <laughs> I haven't looked at the standings one time. I have no idea what place I'm in in any league. I just I want my team to be healthy, and then mm-hmm. like May fifteenth or so, I'll like reassess, see like you know, and then I'll be like worried about one of my teams if they're still struggling. Then, but no, I don't think that's crazy. Not. There's there's um. Hall of Famer um, at Gecko Industries, Mark Maribro. He's an NFBC Hall of Famer, and he claims to not look at the standings until June or July. That's his thing. It's what he always says. And uh, I don't the thing know. is, though, it's like right in front of your face. It's so right it's in like, front of the in, face. But it's, it's impossible not to see it. Like when you go to my teams and you list all the teams, you're going to see it. And, and so you're going to click. It's one click it. away. It's one I click mean, away. I mean, I get, like, I feel like you're going to know where you are, but I get not, like, analyzing the standings that early. That right. No, sense. no. Right, that, right. I, that I would never do either. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but but, but you want to take a peek, you know? Like, I took a peek at the main event and the <laughs> overall. Like, as soon as I hit the overall thing, too, I'm like, oh, let's see if any of my friends or if anyone's up here that I know, you know? And just kind of see how everyone's doing, you know? And then text them, like, oh, shit. You're in the top 10. That's pretty cool, you know? But I don't know. But that's the one thing. The one thing I will look at is like saves or steals. If I'm really weak in saves or steals on one team, um, I don't want to fall too far behind and I'll try to, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll throw Jorge Mateo in my lineup that week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Definitely makes sense. All right. So I brought you guys on to talk about some uh, lineups for the Friday to Sunday period and highlighting some platoon, you know, that we have to watch out for and some righty-lefty matchups. And also for some two-star pitchers for next week, um, we're going to go through the main event and the online championship ownership percentages of all the two-star pitchers that I've noted. I probably missed a couple, but... And then we'll just... Um, I just want to get your guys' opinion on, would you, you know, try to pick up these um, guys where they're available in the main event or online championships and whether you would... Um, start them or not so um why don't we just start off right off the bat with the um main event um there is um you got some guys like kyle gibson nick havetta miles Mikolas. they're available only like two four percent of the league so it's gonna be a lot to even get those guys in general so we're not even gonna discuss those but um let's talk about guys who are under um 80 percent um, Dane Dunning, Mitch Keller, Jake Odorizzi, Daniel Lynch, Taylor Hearn, um, Raver San Martin, Dallas Keuchel, Joan Adon, Jordan Lyles, and Kyle Freeman, who are not on any teams. Um, let's just talk about that group of players and would they be worthy of an ad um, to start them for next week? Um, so Let's start off with Dane Dunning. What do you guys think about Dane Dunning so far in the season? And how do you feel about um, scooping him up? Because he's 83% owned in the main event. Um, and he is, let's see, in the 
on my championships, he is only 7% owned. So you're going to look at two different types of bid there. In the main event, he's probably going to go for a lot more. Um, and the OCs probably squeeze him by for a decent bid. Um, what are your thoughts on how he's doing so far? And would you bid on him and start him next week? Again, sorry, Houston and Atlanta. Mike. Yeah, um, I don't – It's see, the thing with him is um, I feel like he has that strikeout potential, but it's never really um, come to fruition because he can't seem to stay in the game long enough. Yeah, um, right. I mean, he, like, very rarely reaches five innings. I did like him coming into this year, though, because, I mean, last year he had two breaking balls that had above-average swing strike percentages. Um, it's really just a matter of that fastball. So – I kept like waiting for him to kind of put it together. Um, and I thought maybe he would have a chance this year. I mean, he had that one start against the angels where he had like seven strikeouts in three innings, but um, again, didn't reach five innings in that start. Right. Uh, so I don't, I think it's just like, I don't think he's someone you can really roster and like start, um, you know, with, uh, with confidence because mm-hmm you still, he, he still can't, hasn't performed yet. I feel like you kind of have to wait for that or wait for signs for that to happen. So, I mean, to start him against Houston, Atlanta is extremely risky. Right. Um, and I definitely would not suggest it personally. Okay. Yeah. What, what do you, would you, um, would he be the type of guy where let's just say you needed some volume um, maybe in the 15 team league or any of the 12 and you would like maybe get involved with the uh, bidding to like at least roster him. Right. Because if he gets, let's just say he gets these two starts and he's actually pretty good in it. He turns the tables, goes pretty deep, you know, at least five innings and he looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, does, you know, does that like sometimes I'm trying to like, jump the gun on getting a double start but also like if someone had two good starts in a week i think he gets more popular right right a lot more effort the one thing that is a little concerning with him he um he caught my eye on his last start that his velo was down on all his pitches and um Hmm. the average on his sinker was uh, 90.5 in the first game then 89 um, eight and then 89 two, but the max went from 92 one to 90.5. So almost like a mile and a half on the max. And was it, I know there's people probably say this a ton, but was it cold there? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't, they, could, they played it was, at Seattle. It looks like in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that so might that describe could do it. But, yeah. um, but I mean, to, as to what you're saying, as you're trying to like jump ahead of the curb and like this way, if he does pitch well, then you have him, you don't have to spend a lot of money. I just, I would do that with a pitcher who I see like uh, something happening with, like right. we're going to talk about next if we're going in order here. But uh, with him, I still haven't really seen it, honestly. I just right. like I don't see something there right now that's making me think that that's a possibility. Right. And I think you're like, right. He's kind of close, you know, like he's getting there. Like he, he, he's got the, you know, like his, his, his ex-fip and, the Sierra right now is in a good range, three, five, three, seven. The BABIP is really high at four or five. Um, but the, you know, the walk rate's still like 11 and a half percent. Um, and he just can't get that first strike over, which probably is leading into like what you're saying, not, him not being able to go and, you know, get that length in games. Um, what do you think, Ryan? Um, I was a fan of his going into the season, but now what you brought up with the fastball velocity we're just seeing it go down and down and down and down. 
Um, even as the years go on, if you go back to 2020, he averaged 92 on the fastball. Last year, it was 94. This year, a 90.4. This year, it's 89.6. And that started in Seattle last, last night. He averaged 88. So he does not have, like his secondary, like Simeon said, his secondaries are good. But he doesn't have, like, stuff that can, you know, sustain having an 88, 89-mile-an-hour fastball. So right. he would be someone that I wouldn't pick up, but I would hope like gets rocked by the Astros and Braves, <laughs> but his velocity <laughs> comes back up so that maybe I can pick him up next week in like a 15 teamer as, as like a depth pitcher. Right. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I And I'm I just looking now, Rob, too. His velocity was only 89, his second start, which was against the Angels. So, you know, that, that yeah, was good weather, so. Right, gradually going down. Seattle, yeah, yeah, was, and then it was down even more last night. Yeah, yeah it's going down. Yeah. Gradually. Every game has spin. Everything um, looks. I don't know because there was a lot of talk about him and Gray learning those sweepers, and they were going to bring like a different aspect to their arsenal. And um, Gray just keeps maybe getting hurt. hurt. Yeah, hurt again. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I'm saying maybe Dunnings could be. Maybe something's wrong with him too. Could be hurt too. More time Your for Glenn Otto, baby. Dip like that. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Glenn yeah, Otto show. I actually forgot to even check that about the sweeper. It, like, his breaking, his slider really doesn't look. It's all not that moving. Different. Yeah, it's not moving as as what they at least were saying that they were going to try to get it to move. So I don't know if he just like something they say. All right, well that's not working, so don't throw it. I don't know. Or, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, his his stuff looks pretty much like it did last year. So, right. Uh, right. Um. Yeah. All right. So let's move off of uh, Dane Dunning. He's out. Um, let's see. Let's go to Mitch Keller. Um, he's available. He um, owned in 68% of main event leagues and which are 15 team leagues. And he is available. Um, well, I write him down for the 12 team, huh? Oh, man. I don't know. Four podcasts in there. Um, I'll look that up. Just make it up. I'll look look up his ownership for 12 teams. Uh, But he's facing Milwaukee and San Diego this week. Um, Tell me, guys, what do you see with Mitch Keller so far this season? Ryan, why don't you go first here? This is basically a dream scenario for me um, because I loved Keller going into the season because of the velo gains. He started off slow. Everyone dropped him, and then he looked great his last start against Milwaukee. And, um, you know, I really think this dude's just going to be not even as um, I obviously really want him as a two, uh, two star week next week, but I think he's a hold even past that just because I think um, his gain and stuff has just made him like a, a really good uh, potential starting pitcher. So I would definitely be on him uh, even putting more in fab, uh, than you usually would for like these guys. What do you think these guys would usually go for? Like 20, 30, maybe even, maybe not even that much. Um, like a Dunning Keller type, maybe like 15, 20. Yeah. So I, I would get up. Yeah. I looked up to her. So Keller is 31% in, in um, OC. So OCs. yeah. So um, compared yeah, to the 68% owned in the main event, I think in the, in the main event, I think he'll probably, is going to attract a splashy bid given the fact that he, like you said, he just had his best game. Um, and you know, people are going to, I think, reach up for him for sure. OC, yeah. OC. Yeah. I probably think that would be like a 20, 
$20 bid, mid twenties, you know? Yeah. So I, I would go mm-hmm. forward. I would go forties because I think Keller is going to be a guy you're going to own all year. If he's as good as I Ooh, think he can be. This is juicy. This yeah. Is juicy. I really like Keller. And even looking at Eno's, <laughs> Eno put out on his most recent athletic article. He has like a spreadsheet for the stuff plus. Yes. Um, and yeah. Keller, Keller was sandwiched in between Brandon Woodruff and Kevin Gosman. That's where his stuff plus number is for the season. Right. So like he's, he's legit. Um, I didn't think he was going to put it together again. It's just one good start. I didn't think he was going to put it together right away, but man, if he has uh, two more good starts, uh, I don't know. I, I think he's going to be a really legit starting pitcher the rest of the way. The only bet, the only downfall is that he's on the pirates and he's, he's Owen three. <laughs> so what does he get? Maybe yeah. four or five wins all year. That's the only downside, but yeah, in terms of rate, ratios and strikeouts, I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, that definitely holds you back a little bit, the, the non-ability to get any type of uh, win, you know. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. I like that I like that little assessment that you got there about him. So, uh, <laughs> it's just pretty, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I did see that on, 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 on Eno's um, stuff, stuff plus. I know the, the location plus was just, just like right up below league average so he he graded out pretty well so far but i know that like um just from reading what some people were writing on twitter that he his it's still like the fastball still um it's faster and that will definitely help him at least you know minimize uh impact but still like is kind of like like, like doesn't move enough i guess right or just doesn't it's still the same shape but it just goes faster which definitely helps you know for sure but um yeah, I'm interested to see how he is going forward. I'm surprised he's not rostered in 100 percent of main leagues, main event leagues. I was surprised to see that. So it's going to be a pretty big bid for sure. Mike, yeah, I, th- your I think the I think the big thing with him about the last star and I tweeted out was the zero walks. Um, obviously, the you know the control has always been an issue for him. And like I I even looked at his plot and like if you look at the plot of his last game, like. It looked like it, basically every pitch was in the zone, um, which is pretty crazy. And I think he can get away with it because now his fastball is, you know, such a high velocity. Um, so I think if he can continue to do that, um, because even the catcher too, like if you watch some of that game film, like he was basically setting up middle, middle and just like didn't care, like just aim for the middle of the plate and just throw it. And it really worked well. Um, so I think like that's key is just not getting the walks, just throw in the zone and let his stuff kind of um, just take over for there. I mean, it's kind of like Robbie Ray in, in that sense where like Robbie Ray last year was pumping his fastball in the zone like crazy, but his stuff was good enough where he was able to get away with it. And I mean, it worked for Keller in his last start, so it could potentially work moving forward. Um, I was I didn't have, I don't have any shares in fab leagues. If I did, I totally would have been that guy that Ryan's talking about where after the first two starts, I probably would have dropped them um, because I just wasn't seeing it happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely, I think now, you know, he is definitely worth at least a speculative ad because if this holds up his next start too, then I don't see why he can't just be a really, really good pitcher, you know? Right. And um, that's interesting, the middle-middle stuff you talk about, because I really just kind of read a whole bunch of stuff and listened to a whole bunch of stuff on this the last three days. Um, first, um, I was uh, 
saw a tweet from Lance Brozdowski. I think that's how you say his last name, but he covers like the Cubs and does like all these analytical like pitching um, breakdowns. Um, and the, he posted, uh, he tweeted out a, um, a link to an article uh, for the Baltimore Orioles um, and saying how they were like, they went up to like top three in the league in zone percentage for pitches uh, like strike um, like up in their zone percentage. And they, they attributed it to just lo- the, the location of the catcher. And he had the video on YouTube Lance about that, about how the Rays um, had like pretty much started that whole thing with, you know, uh, a while ago, but especially with glass now, right? The same thing it was just, and that's how they kind of fixed Baz too. Just like, just, he sets up in the middle of the zone and whether, um, I think the way they were explaining to on a podcast that Jeff Ponce has, he had Kyle body on and it was awesome podcast. You guys don't listen to Jeff podcast, 90th percentile. He knows so much about like the shape of the pitching stuff. And he brought on Kyle body and he was saying like, the average miss is like eight to 12 inches. So we just tell our, our pitchers and the catchers to just set up in the middle, throw, throw you a pitch and wherever it ends up, like, don't try to, um, he says people lose a command when they try to like, let, like try to teach a pitcher to throw it into a spot where it naturally doesn't go. Right. Cause then not only do they not have the good spot but now you're teaching them to like try to really aim and it doesn't work like that you know so just set up in the Mm -hmm. middle and kind of let the pitch go um and that's interesting because maybe um you know they they both mentioned that that that's the future of 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 framing and catching and pitching it's just all the teams are going to catch up onto that soon you know that's that's really interesting because stuff is going to matter even more because teams are just going to chase uh guys with good stuff Right. Not really care as much about command. Yeah, and that's what that's what that's what um Jeff and Kyle Body talk about. They talk about command and control, and you know because they were both saying how they kind of don't really believe in a lot of the command and control numbers, like because like there's different like pictures are trying to do different things, you know, and trying to um, grade it on where a catcher sets up is just different, you know, like it adds a whole bunch of variables to it. So you're right. Yeah. They both said that the stuff numbers will be more focused on than ever, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense too, because not to talk about this too much, but Eno always says that um, uh, command numbers aren't sticky at all year to year, but stuff mm-hmm. is really yeah. sticky year to year. So that, yeah. that would make sense. That stuff that uh, command kind of, you know, changes so much because of so many variables. And especially with one one other big factor, right? Robo zones possibly in the future, right? So, mm. oh please, setting. <laughs> I know, no, I know. I feel the same free, way, but free Julio Rodriguez. If they go to it, yeah, right. Oh, God, but if they go to it, I guess that's part of like set up in in the right. The catcher just going to set up in the middle of the zone, and I don't know. We just hope to. It might help the pitcher. I guess I don't know. It's just going to be. Definitely going to be interesting. Like, like our friend Bubba, like I say, it's very wishy-washy. Um, it's going to be wishy-washy. Um, all right, let's talk about, let's hit up Daniel Lynch. Uh, I want to talk about Daniel Lynch. He is owned in 47% of main events and 7% of OCs. He is facing, he's going to the White Sox and he's facing the Yankees. 
tough to start for sure. He just had a pretty good start. Um, Mike, I think like how we were just saying, like this is one of those guys I think where obviously the, the bidding is going to be bigger if he had two, like a really good week, right, versus these two teams. So do you want to get involved now or do you want to get a waiting to see what it does with these um, matchups? What do you think? Um, uh, it's mm. a tough call. <laughs> um, yeah, I I can see you. I mean, so the White Sox have actually been struggling big time. Um, Isn't it crazy? It's like they're like a bottom of the barrel offense right now. And um, they just lost Robert now or Robert. Um, so, and then the Yankees have not been hitting at all. Right. Um, I, I noted right? to the screen that J- Joey Gallo doesn't have an RBI, a run or a home run yet this year. <laughs> like that's like pretty, that's like, it's tough to do that if you're hitting mm-hmm. every day. Um, I mean, he's all saying like 100, but. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not like a huge, I don't really buy into him too much. Like I see the appeal there, you know, the changeup's really good, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I wouldn't hate on anyone taking the shot. I probably wouldn't personally, but I mean, if you are a, a Lynch believer, I feel like this is a good spot to, to take a shot on him because, like I said, you got two offenses that are struggling big time. Um, and uh, maybe you could take advantage of that. Although I know in the past, I don't know so far the season, but typically the White Sox hit lefties pretty well, though. So you should keep that in mind as well. Yes, they do. Not righties, though, this year, but definitely lefties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I about you, be, Ryan? How I, about... Would be re- I would be horrified to start him against the White Sox and the Yankees in one mm-hmm. week. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I, I definitely would not just because those are two teams that absolutely crush, like, even if they're not crushing this year, like the, yeah. the players on those teams all crush left-handed pitching and Lynch has a bad fastball. And that's just, Oh man, mm-hmm. I would not be able to watch <laughs> Lynch if I had him on my team against uh, the White Sox and Yankees. So that, that would be a guy I definitely avoid. Totally makes sense. Absolutely. All right. So we're, Kind of in the middle, we're here with Daniel Lynch. Um, it's yeah, I'm interested to see what he does. I'm not expecting great results, but um, he might, you know, if he if he keeps it respectable, I could see people getting super excited about Daniel Lynch. But um, yeah, he's got some he's got some upside. Um, he's got a good slider. I just um, I I don't think I would. I I like him. I just don't know if I want him this week. Got it. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Um, all right, let's look at uh let's see. How about Taylor Hearn? You guys see anything from Taylor Hearn so far in this short season? Ryan, you want to go really. first? <laughs> oh, good. Mike, good. No, see anything from uh, no, I mean Hearn? I I was just gonna say not really. Um I I don't know. I mean the 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 strikeout rate is pretty decent, but the swing strike percentage doesn't really match it. Neither does the CSW percentage. I know it's early. It's only two starts, but it just, um, I don't see, I feel like he's a, you know, a a low 20 strikeout rate type of guy like he was in 2021. Um, So I just, I don't know. I don't see it. I think he kind of overperformed so far. These past, these past two starts got a little bit of luck, uh, got a little bit lucky, and I think I'd have to really look back, but I think too in those two starts he didn't really have that many whiffs either. Um, I just think he has one good 
or well, decent pitch. And um, the pitcher exchange is interesting. So he's going slider heavy, but I just don't think um, it's going to be enough. Okay. They've got 10 Ks in seven innings. So um, ugly 2.09 whip, but uh, 1.6 fifth, 2.6 Sierra, 538 Babbitt so far. Um, but 25 to 5K to walk rate, like you said, Mike, if you, but if you bring it down to low 20s and keeps 5% walk rate, I mean, it could be pretty serviceable. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess so. Yeah, I, I guess I'm more so thinking in like terms of trying to grab someone and hold them for a while. But yeah, he could be. But I mean, also those offenses that he's facing, I don't think it's going to cut it. <laughs> right. Houston and Atlanta. So um, yeah. 12 team league, you're probably not thinking about it. But a 15 team, possibly, I guess, maybe if you uh, if you're really desperate for like maybe you're just punting ratios right now and don't care what he does <laughs> with Houston and Atlanta, but want to get some innings. But um, yeah, definitely some tough matchups there. But Ryan, have you seen anything from Taylor Hearn that you like so far? Uh, I like his ground ball rate, and I like that he's throwing his slider a lot more. Um, he could definitely be an interesting pitcher maybe later in the year. You know, maybe he um, improves as the year goes on. But it's the same case as Daniel Lynch. Like, I do not want to start Taylor Hearn against the Astros and Braves in the You're same right. week. Yeah. That could be a nightmare. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's just the matchups. It's um, almost as bad as it could get for Lynch and Hearn. It's almost like borderline, too. A lot of these double starts, like from the lesser guys, like a guy like Taylor Hearn, where maybe in a draft champions, right, or in an NFC 50 where you drafted them late. And he's just kind of one of those pitchers that you hope, you know, that would just get you starts or just be available to start, you know, when injuries obviously are going to happen and everything and you plug them in. But He's one of those weeks where you can, you know, use him and, and plug him in, but then you have to face those, you know, two good offenses. So um, tough calls for those are like the toughest calls. I think sometimes where you have an opportunity to use a pitcher and maybe even like you don't have, you know, five starters or six starters and you're like, all right, well, do I use three relievers or use a middle reliever or do I take the chance with, you know, starting a guy like Hearn, but it can instantly blow back in your face for sure. It's, a, it's funny too, how some of these guys, are coming up earlier. Like I, I drafted Mark Leiter on a few DCs. Mm-hmm. Thinking I'd use him in like June or July, and he's pitching now. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Call him up later. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna come up again right now. Like I need you later. <laughs> yeah, because if he gets rocked now, he's not gonna come up later. So right. Oh. That's that's a very good point. That's a very good point. You're hoping. <laughs> yeah. Funny. That's that's the thing. Uh, that you know, I'm probably gonna say Glenn Otto's name the whole podcast but he's starting on friday and i'm like i thought he was going to start from the beginning anyway from the season but i i hope he just pitches well enough that the, he forces his way back into the staff this year because uh well i mean if you want to add him you hope he pitches like okay right right and you add him and then you hope he dominates in them yeah yeah boom yeah that's <laughs> true i like that absolutely um okay let's go to um let's see i'm bouncing all around here but have you guys seen anything you like from Joan Adon at all, Mike? I mean, not in the numbers. Uh, I actually looked when I saw the um, the outline. I looked into him a little bit because um, I remember, yeah, his last start he pitched pretty well. He went over six innings with five Ks and no earned runs against Arizona. But I think that was clearly because of the matchup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he. We've been great so far. I mean, the K-1. They're batting 150, five. right? The backs, the D-backs are batting yeah, 150 bad. or 160. Really How is that possible really as a team? 
so I guess I don't know. Um, I think they're starting to hit a little better now, but um, yeah, I mean, he's a 5.6 K walk rate, which is you know the stat to look at right now, really. Mm-hmm. Um, the swing strike percentage is only four percent. I just I don't really see much to like here, honestly. I mean, I mean, it's interesting that like he had such a high strikeout rate throughout the minors. Um, but well, actually, no, it's super small sample. Now I'm looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I don't really I don't. Uh, it's nothing there for me. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? So it's funny. I really liked Adon going into the season. I have him in like almost all of my dynasty leagues because. I sort. I thought he was sort of going to be like um, the Hosker Enoa of this year. Ooh, um, okay. He was a two pitch pitcher in twenty one. The like the small sample that he pitched in yeah. twenty one, and his slider looked unbelievable. And he's sitting ninety five, ninety six. And I, I was like, this kid's twenty two years old. I thought he was going to be really good. And now this year, he stopped throwing his slider. In his, <laughs> yeah. la- in his last start, he didn't I, throw it one time. I'm like, I what wonder if it was reclassified. Yeah, that's possible. Like I didn't check. it because it's um, weird that a pitcher's throwing a slider that looks really good, like you said, like a 27% strikeout rate. I'm looking last year, and no, now it just gets rid of it. So, actually, so if you go on Savant on 21, it shows the slider 45 inches of drop, and then this year it has even more drop. Um, so I don't think it's reclassified. I don't maybe he just can't grip it with the new ball. I don't mm. I can't really think of anything else. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it was an it was an unbelievable pitch for him last year, and then he's now he's just not throwing it anymore. I'm very confused. <laughs> um <laughs> but um in terms of uh picking him up to start, um I mean the matchups aren't too bad, but I think you'd have to be a little desperate only only because like Simeon was saying he doesn't really look that great uh, in the underlying metrics. He's 24th right now in the league in innings pitched. I mean, he's given volume where there's no volume these days. I think that would be like the biggest, his biggest draw right now. You know, is he's, he's actually going out and throwing five yeah. innings a game, which not a lot of pitchers are. Yeah, if the Nationals are letting him go, that is right. um, that's important. He could quickly, he could though. give you he could give you a win in one of those two games. Um, again, though, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be picking him up. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. He's 17% owned in main events and he's not, um, no one has well, him if, in the online uh, championships. I will say though, if you have to, like, if you're desperate for pitching, I would rather him over Lynch and Hearn. Mm, okay. I like that. Wow. Yeah. I can see that. Okay. Very well, very well. All right, let's move to this this um, online championship group of, of pitchers that that were m- mostly owned in um, in um, main event leagues. But let's look at a guy like uh, Zach Eflin, seventy eight percent owned in online championships. Um, he faces Colorado, and then he goes to the New York Mets. Um, is Eflin a guy um, you would scoop up in a twelve team league to make this two start, Mike? Yeah, so I was actually big on Eflin coming into the year because I felt like people kind of forgot about him. And uh, when it looked like he wasn't going to start this season or will be healthy for the start of the season, he was going really late in drafts. So I have a bunch of shares of him. So I've been watching him carefully. And uh, the first two starts, he was okay, but I didn't see 
um, you know, what he showed us kind of, I think it was in 2020, um, where he started getting a lot more whips and stuff like that. So I started to back off him. And then of course he goes to Colorado. He doesn't pitch well, but I think what's important to look for there is he had 16 whiffs in that start. Um, and, uh, the CSW rose to like kind of where you want it to be. So I felt like maybe he's taking a bit of a turn there and maybe he's starting to, uh, kind of get into the groove of things, which makes him a lot more, uh, appealing to me. I think at home versus Colorado, it should be a relatively easy start because we all know when they go on the road, they're not nearly as good. Um, the Mets will be a tough matchup, but I think if he starts, uh, you know, racking up those, those whiffs again, I think he is definitely a useful pitcher and someone I would start. Vine, what do you think about Dak Eflin? Yeah, so I also have him on, on a few OCs already. Um, I drafted him. Me too. Um, I drafted him in two I, weeks and I dropped him in one after like week one for something yeah. else I like kind of needed, but um, sorry to interrupt you, Brian. I just wanted to go out there again. No, 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 it's fine. Um, yeah, so I actually held him. Um, I just really, like, same thing Simeon said, I really, I really liked him uh, going into the year. Uh, his ADP was like way, way too low, um, getting him in like the last couple of rounds in an OC. And mm. it's nice to see that he's throwing his curveball uh, more and it's dominating hitters because mm. I remember his appeal. Um, I believe in 2021 was that he started to throw his curveball like 11 or 12% of the time. And yeah. it was only like 5% before that. And it's his best pitch. So it's, like, it's nice to see that he's throwing his best pitch more. Um, and now that he's throwing it even more, I think he can, between that and he's pretty good at inducing ground balls, that should make him a viable enough starter in 12 teamers. And um, it's not like the matchups are that difficult. Colorado and I mean the Mets the Mets are a good team but him Colorado on the road is is a nice uh nice start so uh I would definitely in leagues that he's available I would definitely be picking him up nice um what would you suggest as a bid because um, I mean honestly I think you're he's also gonna... like looking at like a rest of season type pitcher too right I mean in I mean because the way you've described like you've drafted him so if if he's available and someone needs pitching not only this week but it's looking at like a possible rest of season type of guy you know like what are you thinking about over 50 bucks yeah I was gonna say 40 or 50 because I remember I, I my first NFBC fab league I did was last year I did the second chance league and Logan Webb was dropped and I bid $31 on Logan Webb and he I lost on him by three bucks. He went for 34. And I, I definitely, I definitely would have won the overall if I got him. And I ended up coming in second, uh, second or third in the overall, I think third. I definitely would have oh won the overall God. if I had him, but that killed me. That haunted me the entire season. So now I just oh. go like, if I really want a player, I go like, I put my bid and then I go up $10. It's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not scared to win the bid by $10, $12. At least I have. Mm. So like I said, I'd do 40 for Keller. Probably the same for Eflin. Low, low 40s, mid 40s. That's I mean, I think I think you I think you hit on a good point when you said just don't be afraid to go that extra. Um, you know, and I know I, I had Andrew Geller on on the pod at the end of the year and he did very well in the OCs and he's a big proponent of you know, spending that money and not being afraid, you know, and obviously you still want to have some at the end of the year, but you know, you can get some impactful players for the rest of the season and you want to bid on them, you know? 
Yeah, and um, I did a basketball OC, and I won my league easily, but I only came in uh, sixth in the overall. And um, I, I think I finished with like $60 left over, and I definitely could have used that to bid higher on guys I lost out on. Wow. Um, so it's a, le- you know, it's a lesson you learn. Right. Go, yeah. go the extra $10 if you really want someone yep. or if you like really need them. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. <clears throat> Definitely. Yep. Go. Don't be afraid. Go spend it up. Um, I mean, you know, you got to be diligent, but also if you really feel strong on a player, don't you don't want to like, um, you know, regret not going a couple extra bucks. Um, the yeah, next guy. OK, sorry. You want to make another? No, no, okay. no, no, it's, no. Go ahead. The next guy is uh, a stud. You know, it was only owning 63 percent of the OCs and his name is Miles Mikolas. You know, um, what do you guys think about Mikolas? I'm angry at him because Uh-oh. I had him. Why? Because I his mustache him. is insanely nice. Oh, it's beautiful. I had him and and his first start looked abysmal. I know. I was like, you know what? Forget it. I was like, he's not going to get strikeouts anyway. And now his next two starts, he looks great. So, um, you know. I, I always liked Mikolas. I, I always thought his slider had more potential than what it was like the numbers were showing. Um, you know, I, I I think he could definitely be a good pitcher. I mean, again, he's not really going to get you strikeouts, but the ratios could be that will be there. Um, has that really good defense behind him. So, and then as you mentioned, Rob, a fantastic mustache. So that definitely gives him some bonus points. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, I, I do like him uh, moving forward. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got – what are the matchups? It's the Mets and Arizona, right? Um, yep. Kind of blind right now. Mets will be tough. Uh, I'm probably just being a homer with that, but Arizona is a really juicy matchup. So even if he, like – you really just need him to squeak by with the Mets, and then you will end up profiting, you know, from him for the week. So I like him. Cool. Yeah, he actually – he's uh, definitely he, – he dropped his fastball percentage by like eight percent and it all went to the changeup almost so um interesting mm, interesting kind of a little swap they made but yeah i i i have him in my in one of my main events and after the first start i was i was like don't do anything rash you know like <laughs> i wish i, I drafted him for a reason you know just don't <laughs> do it you know um she just didn't i watched that entire start too and he just he looked completely lost on the mound <laughs> and i was just like i can't do it i can't and i i am regretting it but whatever this is what it is <laughs> i did drop him in an oc um so that was a mistake but at least you know in the main event where i think it's more crucial to have that pitching depth that i didn't let go but uh hey what are you gonna do one out of two isn't bad yeah. ryan what do you think about mustache wonder Miles I'm, shocked. I'm shocked that no one has put up a picture of him and Brock Miller like together on Twitter or something. <laughs> he, look, he looks exactly like him. Um, <laughs> shout out to Brock Ness Monster. But um, uh, I really don't like um, the type of pitcher like Michaelis is, like the pitch to contact, super low whiff rate, um, the velos going down and down every year. It's just... I don't, I don't know how much I like him, but in terms of like picking him up as a two star week next week, I think I'm okay with it. But mm. moving forward, I'm not really a fan. Like 15% whiff rate doesn't do anything for me. He relies a lot on the defense, which I mean, he'll probably end up with a decent ERA and an okay whip, but 
I don't know if the strikeouts are going to be enough for me to want to roster him. I guess he's a fine, like, worst pitcher in a 15-teamer. Right. I think he's fine in that scenario. And then streaming him this week, but I'm not a, I'm not much of a fan long-term. Okay. I mean, that, that yeah, I know, you know, a lot of uh, – it, it's hard to really get um, – it takes a lot for – to move some people in the direction of the pitchers who don't, you know, really have that K profile. You know, I know some, some drafters is hard. No away from pitchers like that. You know um, I loved him in like draft champion season. He's like my, my perfect type of pitcher in the later rounds. Cause uh, you know, he just feel like that guy you can just roll out and he'll get you start to get, you know, like, and, um, but obviously in fab league, you can always improve that um, in season. Um, so he's 63% available. New York Mets in Arizona. Mike, what are you bidding on him to get him onto your on team? Nicholas? Yeah, he's going to be a rest of the season um, guy, or are you just looking for a couple of good starts again? I mean, potentially, but like we've talked about, he's not going to get the strikeout, so it's not like he's going to be groundbreaking, I would think. Um, I, I'm so – I'm terrible. You can't ask me for Fab because this is my first season really doing it uh, on NFBC. But I wouldn't mean, you like to like just stream would... him from your bench, you know, instead of like having to, you know, like stream a picture from the wire, just having him on your bench as that streamer guy. Is that something like, you um, think you... I mean, maybe again, I, I'm kind of like Ryan. I tend to like to go to the high strikeout upside guys. Mm-hmm. So that's my issue with him. Um, I don't know. I would put something low on him. I would just go like 17 bucks personally. Okay. Ryan, you, would you put any bid on him or no? I think um, maybe in my, maybe in my man, maybe. Um, I think people are going to see that Arizona start though. And he's probably going to go for high twenties. I would, I would guess. So if you want him, you might have to bid 30. I don't know if I can go that high. So I probably won't end up with him. but he's available in your main event, Ryan. Uh, I actually didn't check. Yeah, because he's actually I, owned in ninety six percent, and usually if he's oh wow, I thought he, I thought that percentage you said was fifteen teamers, not twelve teamers. Yeah, no, that was OCs. Okay, that's why I meant like. Um, yeah, um, I def I definitely wouldn't be interested in twelve teamers. Yeah, because usually, like, <laughs> if anyone's not familiar with the way like the, the brain works. Sometimes when if he's available in only four percent of leagues, he happens to be available in your league. You know, when you go to your free agent list and you see him at ninety six percent, you're like, oh, well, he's a guy that everyone has, so I gotta try to get him. You know, like it's part of the thing that goes mm. in your brain before you obviously realize. Then you look over at the name and say, oh, no, nah, I don't really want that guy. But um, so that's gonna be a factor too, you know, um, because he's, you know, he's gonna be that, you know. Uh, He's going to go on a high price for two different reasons because he's he's high owned and you know he's got the two starts. But um, yeah, he's probably going to go for like with that. So that's two 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 leagues where he's available at. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes for like 80, 90 bucks in those leagues. Wow. Yeah, so he's not he's not available in my main event, but Alex Kirilov is. Who's owned oh, in 94, oh, he's owned in ninety four percent of main events. So. See, that's the thing. Someone the might one, even I'm just scoop the, him up. What, what one of the three leagues is available in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, how about Mike, your boy, Mr. Michael Lorenzen, um, who is available, not available in main events. He's, he's better than Michael Miles Mikolas, but he is available in 46% of 
online championships um, leagues. He's going to um, he's at home versus Cleveland, and then he travels to the White Sox. Do you like him for the two start? And do you like him? How do you like him for the rest of the season? Yeah, so um, I really liked him coming into last year, and because uh, he was going to be a starter, but then he got hurt, and it never happened. Um, and I just always found him interesting because I always thought he had good movement on his pitches, and he obviously has that really deep arsenal. So um, I was always intrigued by him. And then he came out against Miami, had that really good start, and people were all over him. Um, I actually have a share, and then he struggled against Houston, which was kind of expected, honestly. I mean, I don't think anyone really expected him to pitch that well against them. Um, so yeah, so I I think he has some potential there. Um, I don't know how high of a, a ceiling he really has. I do like the Cleveland start um, because I know they start off really hot, but they've kind of cooled off recently. And then um, the White Sox, we talked about them earlier. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling. I have him in, a, in an OC and I don't know what I want to do here. Um, so one of you tell me. <laughs> He's one of these guys too, like with, with the early, like watching the pitch Mitch changes, like he's one of those guys who throws so many that it's hard to gauge whether like, Oh, he's throwing oh, yeah. 10% less. Is it real? You know, like it's cut. Well, you know, it's 29% you know what's last funny? year and then like 11 this year. Like, is that going to change? Just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, what's you funny? know, it's funny. I always like, I'm curious about pitch mix changes and when you could buy into one that's shifting and stuff like that. And, um, when I had him on my podcast, I actually asked him and I said, like, I, cause I noticed, uh, towards the end, oh no, when he was a starter, he was relying on one more on a, I forget which pitch, let's just say it was the slider. So he was, he was relying on the slider more as a starter. And I said to him, I was like, is there anything behind that? And he's like, honestly, he's like, it's just a based on which, which hitter I'm facing and the, and the, uh, scouting report on them. He's like, that's mm. what's always mainly about with me. Um, so you're right. So, I mean, I guess we have that many. And like, if you know, like a hitter is really bad against a slider, you're got, and you have one, you're going to throw it. So um, with him, it's like, yeah, I don't know if you can really read into any pitch exchange. <laughs> right. Line. I was going to say, I think, yeah, it's, um, I think it's like 300 pitches that the pitch, like mm-hmm. how often a pitcher throws a certain pitch is like stabilizes, I think, because like you said, it, it's based on like lefty righty, uh, like batter so strengths or weaknesses. Factors. Yeah. So it usually probably like five or six starts, it'll like stabilize for the rest of the year. That's mm-hmm. at least um, what I've seen. But um, I think Lorenzen's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, he's throwing the sinker more, I'm assuming, to limit home runs. Um, I mean, his stuff's pretty good. Uh, his command has been decent so far. I mean, he's only walking 5% of batters. And he had um, one tough matchup and then um, pitched really well against Miami. But I, I watched that game against the Astros, and I was um, pleasantly surprised, even though he didn't have a good line. He looked pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I know Simeon's a huge fan of his, but I, I haven't really watched him all that much. Um, but I, I think he's a guy you can pick up and – Stream for a two-star week. Uh, what did you say his availability was? In, he's not available in main events, but in OCs? He's not available in main events. And in the OC, he is owned 54%, so he's available in 46% of the leagues. Yeah, I would definitely prefer him. Hmm. 
I would say the only person I liked more that we talked about so far is Eflin and Keller. I, I would put them safely behind Eflin and Keller, but ahead okay. of everyone else we've talked about. Fair enough. Mike, is that a good enough? Are you getting enough from Ryan to help you with your decision? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I felt like I was going to start him. But what, yeah. I was like kind of teetering, but mm-hmm. I don't think those matchups are too bad. Um, They're really not. Yeah. No, well, I, I mean, I, knowing my luck, they'll both start to heat up those offenses and he'll just get rushed. <laughs> That's just me being pessimistic. <laughs> well, it's nice. It's nice that he's a right hander facing the White Sox because the White Sox have, yeah, I mean, they're not as righty heavy now because they have a few guys hurt. But they have Laurie Garcia hitting third, so that's really nice um, for pitchers against the White Sox. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd feel confident against him. Uh, him against Cleveland. He's got a crazy home run the fly ball rate so far. I know it's really early, but he's given up two homers in uh, 2020 and 21 combined. He gave up only five. So interesting, interesting. So. I guess that's throwing the sinker more than helping him with that. But yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was assuming. Yeah, was throwing the yeah. sinker like thirty five percent of the time to try to not allow as many homers. <laughs> no, but first yeah. first career, he's um his home run to home run per nine for his career is really good. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, it's, I guess all, like, it's under one like every season. I, know. I mean, a lot of relief. I would. But... I was gonna say, yeah, I, true, I true. should break that up into. The, that's what I always forget about a lot of these pitchers. You know that this so many belief and, 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 and starting, and he hasn't, you know, he hasn't started that many, that many times, you know? So he um, hasn't started since 2015. He started <laughs> five, five games since 2015. Yeah. Pretty wild. So it'll be interesting to see how long you, yeah. how, how much he's going to be able to throw too, you know, um, you know, steamer has him for not... 128 innings for the rest of the season. That's as a starters home run per nine is 1.30. Okay. But, you know, you can't it's even look not, at that because it's not it's horrible, but it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not but like, it's not good. Reset, it's not good but he hasn't yeah. really been a star since 2015. He's a completely different pitcher. So, who the heck knows, really? I think he is seven, right. Absolutely. Seven point point. sample size. All right. So, yeah. um, I think that kind of just ends everything on the two star pitchers. Any, any other pitchers on this list you guys wanted to bring up? Uh, no, definitely don't take Keichel. Yeah, don't. Don't, don't tell do me what's it. going on, Nick Pavetta, Rob. What's what's happening? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Tell me what's happening here. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It just seems like he's just a little bit off, but um, I don't know. It seems like he had a really good second half of the game yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. kind of looks like he 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 was hitting in stride a little bit, but I you don't know if that's just couple of good innings that he felt good again but um you know i have a lot of nick Pavetta and i'm kind of worried so um <laughs> i'm like on that almost like where i i'm not gonna try to i don't want to dive in because i'm not gonna drop him anyway you know so i'm trying i'm just <laughs> like not, yeah i'm just like not even bothering like trying to figure it out yet you know i'm just gonna you know i just <laughs> i i saw you know i was looking at the game the game feed and the player breakdown um, and the illustrator, you know, just trying to look at, you know, um, uh-huh. how it's changing per pitching, like, like, you know, per pitch. And, you know, it, I don't know, like I said, it looked like some good stuff happened to him mid game, but it's definitely worrisome, but I am not thinking about dropping him. And 
any of my leagues. Um, I didn't start him obviously this week um, in like draft champions, just give him a little, just give him, you know, he, he asked me if I could just take him out of the lineup, just ask him to figure it out. And he said, once, <laughs> once, <laughs> you didn't want that pressure, but, uh, <laughs> God, but yeah, it's pretty worrisome right now. But I, again, like I'm, I'm not looking at it. I'm not breaking him down. I haven't even sniffed like trying to figure it out yet. So I'm just yeah. gonna hopefully just like the next start. He's wonderful, and I'm like, boom, you know, here he comes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you see? Do you see anything that I should be worried about? I mean, so far he's been atrocious, but besides that, <laughs> in every single way. I mean, he, he has a ten seven two XERA. That's not that high, right? <laughs> I mean, his one point seven his one point seven K walk rate isn't that bad, right? It's at least it's not negative. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I don't yeah, look at expected uh, numbers. <laughs> average. Well, it's expected. Just in case you are curious, expected slugging is only seven sixty six. It's not totally blue, but you could still see the number. Uh, <laughs> what is I that like? I haven't really looked too much into it okay. either. I mean, it's it's still a little too early, obviously. I mean, the only real thing to really look at right now is, I mean, when does K walk? Uh, when is that like viable? Uh, I don't know how many innings it is. I don't know, but I'm, I know, I know, I know. That's like the first pitching stat to hit. So I'm not good with those things. I have probably some like middle of May. I would think. Yeah, um, maybe a little I have, later. I have something I'm trying to saved. Think of innings. I want to say like 50 innings, but I could be wrong. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have something saved for. Um, let's see. I've oh, always like had this. Italia. I've always had this bookmarked um, from Max Freeze on Free Stats. Um, mm. Oh, where the, he tells you when everything is. Yeah, yeah. it's. Um, it, it, it was. Yeah, I'm going to drop it in the chat so you guys can check it out. Um, it was, I think, done two years ago. So obviously this, you know, this things might have changed. Um, but he had a pretty good, you know, um, stabilization rate for hitters. So actually, it won't show us anything mm. for pitch. Oh, there you go. For pitching metrics. Um, strikeout rate is uh, 70 batters faced. So or, 17 innings, that's it. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, right? Walk rate wow. 100 and so walk so it takes a little while for the walk rate to stabilize 170 batters face, but strikeout rate pretty innings. yeah. Pretty cool. It's okay, Walker. Bat- looking at 70 40, batters yeah. face. That's it. I know, right? Wow. So maybe maybe extend. I knew it was quick because uh because spring training was shortened. Maybe extend that a little bit this year. Mm, right. That's, that's a good, good point. point. Mm-hmm. But it's it's Very still really it's still really really small. Maybe 90 batters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I would love... wait for like that 40 to 50 range to look at either one, really. Yeah, that's interesting though. I didn't realize it was that tiny. <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty yeah. cool handy little uh chart. I, I always have, you know, I've always kept it bookmarked, so um I haven't memorized anything, but I do fall back onto it. Um, you know, just to just to take a gander every once in a while when you know, kind of looking at fab and at this early point of the year. Like what's uh what should I be reminded of? Like that doesn't really, you know. Not really yeah. crazy, you know. Yeah, I wish he had like bow right on here in WRC mm. plus, but he doesn't. All right, he just got exit velocity, launch angle, 
and hit distance. And that's like, those things are coming up, right? Like look at for, for hitters, right? Um, exit velocity, launch angle, hit distance, 16 games, mm-hmm. 18 games, 22 games, uh, 50 balls in play generally. Um, swing percentage, 50 plate appearances. So that's like here already, right? Almost there. <laughs> Like, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I know. yeah. <laughs> I, know. I think no. bar- I, I think barrel rates fifty batted ball events. I'm pretty sure I've he- I heard that on rates and barrel. Like, you that know, sounds that. familiar. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that falls in line with. Um, oh, so you're saying fifty batted ball events? So that's way more than the fifty balls in. Oh no, fifty balls in play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so it's kind of it's kind of falls in line with those other stat cast stats. So yeah. stuff that we could start to look at. That's why I was, um, you know, I did a little filter and I put it on, I put a tweet out, you know, just, I was filtering O swing and barrels, you know, just looking at who is 10, 10% above uh, O swing and, and, and hitting barrels, you know, and just, I don't know, just cool to filter out with stuff like that and try to figure out early in season what, you know, if, if anyone's popping off, if anyone is uh, making a difference, you know, mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Pache is looking pretty interesting in terms of barrels. Who does? Pache. Christian Pache? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's at he's... 37 better balls and he's like top 12 in the league in barrels per PA right now. Ooh. Love, loving that. He was my DC darling this year. The DC darling. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> 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 I'm hoping it starts to translate. Uh, all right, Mike. It's uh three, eight, twelve. You have yes. to go. I have to go. All Thank right. you for having me on, though, Rob. Right, one, one day we got to do this again. Yeah, of course. We got a long season ahead of us, so um, yes. definitely have you on and hang out for sure. Good, good luck in your yeah, basketball game. Again. And uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Do you have and, a, uh, any? It was nice pre- talking to you again, Ryan. You too, man. Mike, do you have any pregame? Like ritual, like superstitions, or are you kind of like a non super, non superstitious? Um, like Snickers bar. No, the only thing I, the only thing I do do is I always like grab some kind of sugar, like a a candy bar or something, because I try not to eat sugar. But since I know I'm about to run for like over an hour straight, like I feel like I can eat it and not feel bad about it. So I do that. Yeah, yeah. Good move. There you go. You don't, do the LeBron, yeah. you don't do the, Le- the LeBron chalk before every game? Nah, no, maybe I no? should start doing that so everyone looks at me like a psychopath. <laughs> what about stretch? You stretch? Oh, yeah, I have to stretch. I'm old. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure, man. Just, <laughs> all right. I want to make sure you hang around here for a while. So we don't need you on the IL. Sounds good. All right, yeah. Mike. Have a good time. All right, guys. See you later. Let's talk about it. All righty, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pole Hitter Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this little brief snippet into uh, two-star pitchers for next week that you might be able to scoop up in your leagues and whether or not Mike and Ryan or myself thought it was worth an ad and a start as well. So um, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for um, filling out reviews and ratings. I've had several DMs from lots of you and it's really cool thank you i appreciate it so much um i can't even express it enough in words that's why i keep saying it over and over but it's really awesome to um hear hear your words because i feel it i feel when the reviews and i feel the dms to tell me that 
the pod is helpful and it's useful and everyone gets something out of it. So, um, it's awesome. I, um, it really does mean a lot and, um, I really, really appreciate it. So, um, yeah, so keep the DMs coming and enjoy talking about fantasy and it's awesome. So, um, yeah, I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Um, and yeah, don't, don't, don't around yourself with bags of shit, you know, because then you might become a bag of shit and you might not even know it. You know, that's the thing. Anyway, have a wonderful weekend. Cheers.